Welcome to this Technocast brought to you by the National TUPSSO Franchise Owners Association. I'm Shirley Burns here again, and this week I want to talk about an article that caught my attention recently. I had posted about this over on the source, but I wanted to sort of bring some more thoughts to the conversation. Uh, Franchising.com had an article recently uh, back in April of this year titled, Give Your Customers What They Want When They Want It. And it begins with this statement, quote, We're living in an age when I can order a smoothie in my living room with the press of a button and it's delivered in 15 minutes. This is what your customers expect from you. They are looking for choices. They want the ability to interact with you when and how they choose. Convenience and choice are key in the digital age. Take a look at the options currently available to your customers. Can your customers book appointments online or by text? Can they order groceries through their smart speakers to be delivered to their doorsteps? Your customers expect online convenience from brick-and-mortar retailers. Is your business ready to meet their needs? End quote. I found this to be a particularly timely article given our recent entry into the Amazon on-demand world. Yes, we have accepted drop-off packages for Amazon for years now, but now we get to see behind the curtain a bit more. We see Amazon's goal to remove as much friction as possible for the customer transaction. And it's working. We see customers who want the ease and convenience of not worrying about printing a label, not worrying about packaging, even as something as simple as forwarding an email. We see returns that are very clearly used items and in various degrees of misuse. And we see Amazon crediting these returns without the blink of an eye, knowing full well they are essentially writing them off as a loss and whatever revenue they get from the auction resell is, is a bonus. What can we learn from this? How can we balance this on-demand, all-the-time customer without sacrificing our own world-class customer service pedigree? That's what we're built on. The article talks about four areas of what customers want. The first area is availability. What are ways that we can make sure our customers can interact with us on their schedule? We are not a 24-7 operation, and our websites are clearly not up to the task of enabling that communication. But we can keep our Google page up to date and open it up for messaging, and same for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those allow for your customer to communicate with you via their phones or iPads or uh, other tablets, and yet keep your phone number private. Google is a must. But as for the social platforms, yeah, my I would say find one that fits your personality and stick with it. For your Google page, though, we can post lots of casual in-store photos of products, services, ourselves, and our associates. You can encourage your customers to do that as well. My, my page, I didn't even ask, but coincidentally, I have a bunch of uh, customer-loaded photos, and it's, it's uh, very nice. <laughs> It's nice if you get a customer who happens to take decent photos. We are, for the most part, hometown, locally owned, and we need to keep a human face to the business, even as we try to meet this on-demand world. The second area discussed in the article is service and convenience. The article makes a a great point here. Quote, When people go to a retail store, they still want to speak with someone who looks presentable, greets them politely, and makes eye contact. 
Make the in-store experience as pleasant and convenient as the online experience and make the online experience as friendly as the in-store experience. That's the way you win customers for life. End quote. It's easy for us to get disappointed and even tired of all the free stuff and even some of the disgusting stuff, the nasty returns, the filthy roach-infested cable boxes, and so on and so forth. But at our store, though we sometimes don't see it coming from the top, we are the epitome of world-class customer service. What can we do to maintain our game face, so to speak? Someone told me once that when it comes to putting on that smile face, fake it till you make it if you have to. And let's face it, these days we are having to do that a lot. Whatever small tips and tricks you can find to help your associates manage these transactions will benefit your goal of a positive experience for your customers. At our store, we have the no complaining rule. No complaining about customers, even the most belligerent, unhygienic, unhelpful drop-off transactions. Because when you complain about that last customer, it could impact the interaction with the next. The third area discussed in the article is proactive. The discussion is partly about frequent and meaningful communication, which of course we should definitely do when there are problems such as claims. But it also speaks about keeping up with industry trends and trying to come up with services and products before the customer even knows they need them. This is a real area of opportunity for us and re require us to really and literally think outside the box. The more we post and correspond on the source, the more we will generate ideas that we can explore and develop. And we've got challenges that we need to transform into opportunities. If we are at a point where customers or consumers do not even want to think about printing a label or a packaging for a return, what is the next level going to look like? UPS would like all customers to make their own labels online and bring them into the stores for drop-off. That maximizes their margin while minimizing their pickup costs. What can we think of to make it easy for that consumer and still get a piece of the pie other than the drop-off commission? The fourth area discussed in the article is easy. Know your customer and make the transactions easy. This is us in a nutshell if you ask me. I think one of the, our greatest strengths is that old tagline, don't you worry about a thing. It's no longer our tagline, sadly, but we still live it day in and day out. John Taffer says to think about what you do that is not just your unique selling proposition, but in fact your unfair advantage. What about our network is an unfair advantage to anyone or any other business who wants to try to do what we do? What are some ways we can continue to share, continue to make sure our customers know this? Well, I have posted these thoughts on the source a few weeks back, and, and some of them anyway, and we've had some interesting comments, but I think we can do better. What else can we do to reduce the friction in the in-store transaction while still having an opportunity to, to actually make a sale? Come on over and join the conversation on the source form so we can all benefit. Now that's it for today's Technocast, but I do want to say I recorded this Technocast on my iPhone on the free voice recording app, and I did it while I was waiting for my POS systems to come online. You can do it too, and the more voices we have, the better. 
find an article that interests you or a comment on the source that interests you or something coming from home office, write a few notes, turn on your phone and get it saved. Get it over to Joe Gall. He'll get you posted. The more voices and the more ideas we have, the stronger we'll be. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next time.